welcome to Born for Better Podcast, where it's about better health, better wealth, and better self. And I'm your host, Devin DeWine. And this is the Midweek Wellness Report, where we cover news articles that focus on public health and personal wellness and uplifting stories that have taken place. Today's topic is emotional exhaustion. Now, uh, after doing some research and just really going uh, deep into this topic, I found an article uh, that discusses this. And so I definitely want to share that with you. And uh, hopefully if you are feeling emotionally exhausted by anything that may be uh, more prevalent in your life, hopefully this article can give you a little bit more insight as to how to treat it, deal with it, and move on from it. So... What is emotional exhaustion? Emotional exhaustion is a state of feeling emotionally worn out and drained as a result of accumulated stress from your personal or work lives, or a combination of both. Emotional exhaustion is one of the signs of burnout. People experiencing emotional exhaustion often feel like they have no power or control over what happens in their life. They feel stuck or trapped in a situation. Lack of energy, poor sleep, and decreased motivation can make it difficult to overcome emotional exhaustion. Over time, this chronic stressed out state can cause permanent damage to your health. Anyone experiencing long-term stress can become emotionally exhausted and overwhelmed in difficult times. Emotional exhaustion can sneak up on you, but but it's never too late to get help. Well... What are some symptoms of emotional exhaustion? People experience emotional exhaustion differently, but generally symptoms include lack of motivation, trouble sleeping, irritability, physical fatigue, feelings of hopelessness, absentee mind, excuse me, absent-mindedness, apathy, headaches, change in appetite, nervousness, difficulty concentrating, irrational anger, increased cynicism or pessimism, sense of dread and depression employers whose employees are overworked and emotionally exhausted may begin to notice changes in job performance and overall team morale for example they may start to notice that their employees have failure to meet deadlines lower commitment to the organization more absences high turnover rates so literally when, when you're thinking about the organization you're a part of, you work for, uh, when you're thinking about your uh, groups that you're in, all of these particular things, if it's now coming to a point where uh, you're, you're having this emotional exhaustion, you're not going to be able to strive and even thrive in these situations, whether it be in your work life, whether it be in your social life. Uh, whether it be in your, your home life, uh, all of those particular areas, you, you, you really want to start to take the time for yourself to recharge and really start to point out where is it coming from? Is it coming from the actual place? You know, is it coming from the actual uh, uh, circumstance? Or is it coming from another situation that may not have been dealt with as of yet? Because you're probably just in go, go, go mode and really haven't taken the time to self-reflect and 
realize, wait, what's working? What's not working? Or am I fitting the mold here? You know, am, am I supposed to be in this particular situation or am, am I supposed to change my situation? Am I supposed to move on from it? Like, really understanding and knowing, is it coming to that time? Or maybe you need to just talk it out so people can help frame it for you to really help you to see, well, no, you're, you're, you're in the right place. You're just in the wrong area of that place. Or you need to go to a new place entirely. So always talking to someone, getting that help is super duper important. Uh, therapy is a great resource for this. Uh, also, if you can't afford therapy, you know, really reaching out to somebody who is a trustworthy uh, you know, it could be a friend. It could be somebody who is a mentor to you, but someone who's just going to give you uh, a, a deep perspective and look at everything objectively. You, you don't you don't want things to be subjective here. You want objectives when it comes down to it. So, moving on, it says uh, what causes emotional exhaustion. Experiencing some daily stress and anxiety is normal, but over time, chronic stress can take a toll on the body. Emotional exhaustion is caused by a long period of constant life stress, whether from personal stress at home or stress related to work. What triggers emotional exhaustion differs from person to person. What might be stressful for one person can be completely manageable for another person. Some more common triggers of emotional exhaustion include high-pressure jobs, such as nurses, doctors, police officers, and teachers, intense schooling, such as medical school, working for long hours, or working a job you just can't stand, having a baby, raising children, financial stress or poverty, homelessness, being a caregiver for a loved one, prolonged divorce proceedings, death of a family member or friend, living with a chronic illness or injury. Oh man, um, all of these particular things will definitely start to wane and play on the emotions, uh, especially if they're not addressed. So if you are experiencing any of these things at this point in time, it, it immediately start to write down these things that you can identify with so you can make it plain and now you understand clearly what's going on and the next steps is like I say really reaching out to someone to get the help that you need how to treat emotional exhaustion as we go on further in the article it says you can make certain lifestyle changes to help alleviate symptoms of emotional exhaustion these techniques won't be easy to carry out at first but they'll get easier as you begin to form healthier habits. Making small changes in your daily habits can help manage your symptoms and prevent emotional burnout. Once you recognize the signs of emotional exhaustion, try the following. Eliminate the stressor. It says, while not always possible, the best way to treat stress is to eliminate the stressor. If your work environment is the cause of your emotional exhaustion, consider changing jobs or companies. If your manager or boss is causing you stress, you can also consider transferring to a new department or asking to be placed under a different manager. Another option says eat healthy. Eating healthy means choosing a balanced diet rich in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and lean meats while avoiding sugary snacks and fried or processed food. 
we're told to eat healthy all the time, but it can make a world of difference when you're stressed. Not only will it help you get the vitamins and minerals you need, but it will also improve digestion, sleep, and energy levels, which can have a domino effect on your emotional state. Exercise. Any sort of physical activity raises endorphins and serotonin levels. This can improve your emotional state. Exercise also helps take your mind off your problems. Try to exercise for at least 30 minutes per day or even take long walks. Furthermore, it says limit alcohol. Alcohol may temporarily boost your mood, but the feeling will quickly wear off, leaving you more anxious and depressed than before. Alcohol also interferes with your sleep. Mm. Then it says get enough sleep. Sleep is important for emotional health. It's even more effective if you plan your bedtime for roughly the same time every night. Aim for eight to nine hours of sleep every night. Developing a routine at bedtime can help you relax and ensure better quality sleep. Limiting caffeine can also have a positive impact on your sleep schedule. Oh, this is so true. And lastly, it says practice mindfulness. Mindfulness is a term you probably hear a lot, but mindfulness techniques are much more than just a fad. They are scientifically recognized to reduce stress and anxiety and can be the key to balancing your emotions. Mindfulness is the act of engaging with the present moment. This can help direct your attention away from negative thinking. There are many ways to practice mindfulness. Examples include meditation, yoga, breathing exercises, going for a walk, especially in nature, keeping a journal to write down your feelings and thoughts. Researchers recently even found evidence that a single session of mindfulness meditation can help reverse the effects of stress on the body. And so uh, it just goes on to uh, further reiterate what I spoke of earlier, connecting with trusted friends, uh, taking taking a, a mental break, literally taking the time to uh, self-reflect, uh, meeting with a professional or, in case, uh, a therapist in this case, and also even consulting with a doctor if it's some um, physiological or, uh, or physical responses that are happening because of the emotional exhaustion that you may be experiencing. So, in conclusion of this, the most important thing is being aware. If you are experiencing this, but you're not making yourself aware of it by saying it out loud, speaking to someone about it, writing it down, it's only going to stay in your mind. And if it stays in your mind, then at that particular point, it's going to dwell there. And if you give it a home, well, hey, if, it, if some negativity has a good place to stay, why would it move out? So that's just food for thought. In other news... Here is today's uplifting story. So it's, it's pretty cool when you just come across so many different positive stories. Uh, I just really want to highlight them because I don't really think they get enough shine, uh, seeing as we are living in such a, a negative uh, world. But this, this article, uh, the topic, or should I say the headline reads... Blind for 15 years, she now has 20-20 vision and sees her grandchildren for the first time. Could you imagine that? Being blind for 15 years and all of a sudden having the ability to see? Man, just think about that. How would you feel if that happened? Well, let's read this to see exactly 
what she experienced and how she felt when this came to be. It says a woman left blind for 15 years has finally regained her sight after a life-changing operation. Doctors believe 59-year-old Connie had glaucoma when she rapidly began to lose her eyesight over a decade ago. But then an ophthalmologist diagnosed cataracts in 2018, one of the most common and treatable adult vision issues. Connie, who lives in Colorado, let's see. Oh, right there we go. The story had literally kicked out, had to reload it. But to continue, Connie, who lives in Colorado, began noticing halos and prisms of light while driving in 2003 and went to a doctor who told her she had glaucoma. Three weeks later, she lost even more sight and peripheral vision. Doctors believe her vision was inoperable. She went blind. Determined not to let her condition stop her, Connie continued doing things she had loved before, such as ice skating, kayaking, camping, and attending sporting events and concerts. She says, I was so happy to be in the nosebleed, screaming my lungs out and not seeing anything, she said. I just lived life as much as I possibly could the way I did before I lost my sight. Still, she found some things difficult to adjust to. She says, I wasn't really sure how to use a cane and I would keep walking into bushes, she said. I had to have somebody with me when I cooked to make sure the food looked okay. I couldn't vacuum. I had to sweep in a pattern. Then three years ago, she got the surgery that changed everything about her life. On November 12th, her right eye was operated on. She says, when they took my patch off the next day, the first thing I saw was the nurse's eyebrow, eyelashes, and pupil, and I started crying, Connie said. She had, she had me read an eye chart, and the first line I read was 2020. I had the second eye done, and right after Thanksgiving, I was seeing 2020 out of both eyes. Man, just to pause here for a second. Imagine this, you're shrouded in darkness for 15 years. And only thing you can do is hear the, the laughter, hear the screams, you know, hear the the crying, hear the the just the environment around you, but you can't see it. And then all of a sudden one day things change. Let's continue reading on here. So uh, Connie's guide dog, uh, Tula May, now acts as a regular much-loved dog. He, he also has a job as a unit clerk with the UC Health. She has been able to see her eldest grandchild for the first time since she was an infant and her other eight grandkids for the first time ever. She says the eldest doesn't look anything like she looked when she was three weeks old, Connie joked. Then there's the unfolding beauties of nature to see and behold once again. I got to watch all the flowers bud and the trees grow leaves, she said, delighted. 
people think it's tedious to watch grass grow but when you haven't seen a blade of grass in years you watch the grass grow <laughs> of seeing her husband once again connie says he's still the most handsome man ever and i'm still completely in love with him now she's excited to retake the vacations the couple have been on when she was blind he took me on she says uh he took me to oregon coast yellowstone and all through the rockies now i just want to go experience it again she said well i want to go see it again that is powerful to to it's like living two lives to know that you have been to different places but you you couldn't really fully experience them because you didn't have uh the ability to see and now all of a sudden your eyes have been opened you're no longer shrouded in darkness you're now having fuller experiences and you can uh create moments and play them back in your mind because your mind's eye will retain them from your physical eyes seeing them that is pretty cool well shout out to Connie for being able to see again and for taking the time to do the operation that in fact change your life so just wanted to share that a uh, bit of news with you all hopefully received it well with all of that being said uh we've come to a close here so remember this do better is an action be better is a lifestyle i'm your host devin dewan and until next time take care Thank you for listening to the Born for Better podcast. And if you like what you're listening to, please go ahead and subscribe. Oh, and please note, new episodes are released three times a week. So stay tuned.